Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, Jeremy Enns. Jeremy, you are the founder and CEO of Counterweight Creative. We're going to talk about podcasting. It's a podcast about podcasting today. Jeremy, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Josh. And you're in you're in Canada. Where where exactly? Oh, you're in BC. So I'm originally wow. Uh, so I'm originally from the prairies. I saw in one of your recent episodes you had someone on from Saskatchewan. I actually grew up in Saskatchewan as well. So what are the odds of that? Uh, of all the people <laughs> from all the places, uh, moved to Vancouver for school uh, ten plus years ago, and then for the past five years I've been traveling full time, um, and so have been been all over the world in that stretch. And I'm now back visiting family and friends after COVID, getting stuck in Europe um, for just a couple months. Yeah. Well, so um, so Counterway Creative's been around for over 10 years now. So congratulations. Actually, you're just coming up on your 10-year anniversary. So congratulations on that. Yeah. And so that's actually, we've been doing podcasting for the past five. Before that, I went to school to be an audio engineer. So I was doing uh, record production and music and that type of thing and realized at uh, at one point, I was doing that part-time um, back then for the first kind of five years. And then got this, I went on, saved up and went on a year long trip, went traveling around the world and realized I want to do this full time. And so I started, you know, discovering uh, the world of online business and realized, okay, music production is a little bit hard to do recording in studios with people uh, remotely, but uh, podcasting was able to pivot into that. I was a huge, huge fanatic about podcasts uh, at the time. And so very quickly uh, podcasting was, I mean, it feels like it's continually taking off every year feels like the new year podcasting is breaking through uh to even bigger heights but uh back yeah. in 2015 when I, I first pivoted into that it was it felt like it was really starting to gain traction on a, a bigger level and really quickly and easily found a bunch of clients and was able to go mm-hmm. full-time on that and, and hit the road within kind of six months of, of starting into that space wow wow so let's talk about kind of the state of the union for podcasting right now you because you talked about you know the growth and everything is mm-hmm. where do you see the greatest value in the podcasting platform today for, particularly for well, business owners yeah I think there's a couple ways that I think about this I think that you can choose to do it two different ways and the first is that it is just as you know, and you were kind of mentioning before we got on here, just this incredible networking tool. And that uh, it, like you can get access to people that you would never be able to talk to otherwise. And I think that a lot of people, I know a lot of people who use their shows specifically for this purpose. They're like, I don't care if anybody listens to it. I just want to have great conversations with people. And if other people enjoy that, which they probably will, great. But I'm not going for, you know, 10,000 downloads an episode, 100,000 downloads an episode, build an audience of a million people. If like one other person listens, if it's my mom and I get to have conversations with these people, that's great. And a lot of people have set up really uh, interesting kind of funnels and, and things on the back end to be able to, you know, not do a hard sell to their guests, but to talk with people who they know are ideal clients for them, be able to have a great conversation that is obviously, you know, going to give value for, for other people. That's a kind of, you know, the baseline it needs to do that and is not going to be wasting the person's time that you're on the call with. And then, you know, at the end of the call, or in a follow-up email or something like that, say like, hey, you know, this was such a great conversation. Just a little bit about me. Here's what I do. Here's how I help people. 
if you'd ever be interested in having a conversation about any of this, let me know. No pressure at all. And I know, you know, a lot of people, even who whose shows are specifically audience facing and not to their guests. Uh, mm-hmm. I've heard so many people with huge shows who have big programs and customers say, actually, I get way more value out of my guests, even with all this other stuff. So I think mm-hmm. that that's the one approach for business owners that is super underrated. It's not necessarily yeah. always about building an audience. Um, on the other side of it, I think one of the big ways where podcasting has changed and the big mistake people make is getting into podcasting today saying, I'm going to start a podcast to build my audience. And that mm-hmm. rarely happens anymore. There is so much noise and so much clutter that it's really hard to get that organic discovery that you got five years ago. And so, yes, I'm going yeah. to add echo to that. Here's the reality um, is that uh, we with savings. So the Savings Angel Show, which I launched man, I want to say 2014, it was absolutely nothing to get a thousand uh, downloads a day with the, with Mm -hmm. that show. And we had a decent audience kind of going into it. Um, But today a thousand an episode. um, I don't feel bad about that. Um, and, And it's the same show. It's like nothing's changed. It's just that there's so many amazing shows out there, uh, you know, for folks to listen to uh, that it's just the reality. It's, you know, it's, and listen, it's not to say that you shouldn't do this, right? Because at the same time, you think about the number of podcasts that exists and you say, well, where else are you going to spend your time when it comes to content? Blogs? Are you kidding? Do you know how much blog content is out there? I mean, that's valuable in its own right for SEO. Mm-hmm. YouTube? Let's see. Is there any other content on YouTube uh, <laughs> that will, will, you know, to compete for people's eyeballs? And there just is. But, you know, and the important thing, I think, is just get out there, start producing content, start serving an audience. And to your point, Jeremy, leverage that platform to network your way up. That is all we do at Up My Influence. And, and, and it's, it's so good that I, if I, if I, I pray that I never spend a dime in advertising because I just don't need to. Uh, yep. It's, it's just about serve audiences, build relationships, serve audiences, build relationships, high level networking. And you just rinse and repeat over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, that, that, I think the, the, the big other big shift here when people are starting to think about uh, starting a podcast is, okay, if I'm not going to uh, build an audience, you know, that's going to happen organically over time to some extent, but it's not going to be really fast, like you just mentioned. But there's this whole other piece to podcasting that I think podcasting does better than any other platform out there, which is this whole idea of building trust and relationship with an audience. And um, this is one of those things that there's just something about having a, a person's voice in your ears for the amount of time that people spend with podcasts. I added this up the other day and uh, for a, a workshop I was doing, and I calculated that over the past year, I spent more time with each of my three favorite podcast hosts in my ears than I did with talking with any of my best friends. And so you think Mm. about that and you're like, huh, that's, that's interesting. That's a lot of time that people spend with you if I'm doing this. And so I think people spend way too much, they place way too much emphasis on exposure and getting just huge number of eyeballs on them, but then they don't have any of this trust building piece in their funnel. And so they might get a lot of exposure doing things, but they've no way to nurture that over time and to build this um, kind of really tribe of super fans. And so for a lot of our clients, like this is really more of a sales enablement tool almost where they have attention elsewhere, but they, these people need some nurturing. They need to sit with them through 30 or 50 episodes. And then when the time is right, they're going to buy into their high ticket program. And so we've had a lot of clients who have said like, you know, this is a very narrow 
podcast, we're not really aiming for numbers. We're aiming for taking people who are not quite ready to buy from us, but they're interested in us. And then over the course of this podcast, maybe it's a mini series, maybe it's an ongoing thing. Um, we're going to get them to the point where they're ready to buy into this high ticket offer. And so I think yeah. that that's the other side of it where you need to have a bit of a reframe, not great for audience building necessarily, but great for audience development and building that trust where people are going to buy everything that you put out um, in the future. Yeah. So one thing, if I'm looking on your website, um, counterweightcreative.co. Um, and, and one thing I see is, um, you know, some activity or, or you know, how, how to launch and, and get, um, yeah. you know, kind of best practices for uh, getting, getting the podcast seen and, you know, getting as much exposure as you possibly can. Like wh what's involved in that? Like what are, what, what do you recommend for someone that's like, well, I'm sure I'm going to record this podcast, but then what is, is it, is it just, just, just making sure that you distribute to the directories and that's it, or is there a little bit more to it? Yeah. I mean, I think it's changed quite a bit again, um, from what it used to be. I think it used to be, you know, you hit publish on the directories and then, you know, push people to specifically Apple podcasts. They used to be, I mean, they're still one of the big dogs, but, uh, Spotify's eating away at them. Google's trying to do that. Amazon's my, everybody's trying to take a piece of that pie. And so that's still really important. Apple podcast rankings are still kind of the the gold standard. And so the, the kind of like hack for anyone who's looking to understand exactly how these rankings work is that it's new subscriptions in a over a 24 hour window, essentially. So if you can get a whole bunch of traffic, a whole bunch of new subscribers within uh, a, a, a one day period, then you're going to probably rank pretty highly. And the great news is the bar isn't really that high. A lot of times, if you could get 50 or 100 new subscribers on launch day, you would go up the, the rankings pretty high. You'd probably be in the top 50 uh, in whatever category you're in. Um, and the trick is just to get those people to actually subscribe. A lot of people think it's about uh, listens or ratings or reviews, and it, none of those actually matter for the rankings. And so it's kind of like the whole Amazon um, uh, Kindle book release type deal where you know, you're going to shoot up really high and you, then you're going to drop back down and then you're going to slowly work your way up over time. Yeah. But getting that credibility off the, the bat, if you can say you know that you are you get the screenshot, that you're a, a top 50 podcast in your niche, and you are also are going to get a lot more visibility that way as well. So that's kind of the you know, the hack there for getting some initial exposure. And just, you know, I, I, every time I do a launch, it's about like sending personal emails to people and just like, you can get 50 people to subscribe. Like, you know, 50 people who you can say like, Hey, I'm doing this thing. Here's the link. Here's how to do it. Just, you know, subscribe, leave me a rating review, whatever. And uh, I'd be really grateful. So that's kind of the, the technical side of it. But mm -hmm. I think the longer term strategy um, that is important for, for launching is I'm working with people more and more to start actually doing it, almost treating it more like you would uh, think about as a TV series of doing a pilot. And maybe you don't launch it publicly, but do a few episodes. And then you start getting some feedback from people. Because I think this is one of those things where a lot of people, you don't really know what your show is about or how it's going to hit its stride until you actually start doing the interviews, getting some feedback, finding out what resonates with people and what doesn't. And if you do that, you record three episodes episodes, five episodes, whatever it is, get some feedback. And then maybe you re-record those, maybe you re-edit those, whatever it is, but get it to a point where the first impression is going to be really great. I think that's becoming a more important part of, of launching these days when there is more competition as well. And a lot of times, like I said, you don't really find out what you're doing, what you want to, where you want to take this yeah. until you've got a few episodes under your belt or, or very many episodes sometimes. Yeah. What do you see? Um, do you see things in the podcasting world that you consider to just be a waste of time? Ah, uh, there are probably, I mean, there's a lot of things. Yeah, maybe that I think not just people, a waste of time, but, but people prioritize 
that a little bit too much where they really should be focused on, you know, X. Yeah. I, so I think a lot of times before launching people get hung up on uh, the gear and the tech and all that kind of side of things. And, you know, audio quality is important, but it's not something that you need to agonize over. And there's just like, there's infinite number of mics and all these different software platforms. Where am I going to record? Where am I going to host? What am I going to use for all this stuff? And most of them are going to be pretty much, you know, equal. They're going to get you the job done. And so you can buy a, you know, a hundred dollar mic and it's going to sound good enough for sure. So I think that's one of the things that just like make a decision, find some list online and pick whatever mic is in your budget and go with that. And it's going to be great. Um, the thing that I think nobody does, um, almost nobody does except networks and shows that are really popular are really develop the concept of their show and think about the, the differentiators and the positioning and things like this, that, you know, a lot of people as business owners, well, I mean, a lot of business owners don't think about these things or don't really understand how they apply to their marketing. But when we think about marketing, we think about advertising, we think about social media, we think about all these things that are kind of the outward facing, they're the outer layer of our marketing. But there's this core bit of the marketing, the foundation, where if you don't have a differentiated product, no matter how many ads you buy, you're going to be, it's going to be a tough slog. And so if you do have a, a really differentiated product and you have a compelling show concept where somebody, you just tell them what the show is about and how it is formatted. And they're like, oh, I've never thought about a show like that before. And so really like the goal is to create a show that is the one and only. And I think that's where people jump on a bandwagon and be like, oh, I'm going to create another show like this that is in this format. And shows like Tim Ferriss and Joe Rogan, obviously some of the biggest shows in the world have inspired hundreds and hundreds of copycats that will never be that successful yeah, because there already yeah. is a Tim Ferriss. Right, there already right, is a Joe right, Rogan. Exactly. You can't out <laughs> Tim Ferriss, Tim Ferriss or Joe yes. Rogan. Yeah. Yeah. And listen, if you want to feel good about yourself, go listen to Tim Ferriss's first 10 episodes. They are horrible. Cause I, I, I remember when it first launched, I was listening. I'm like, Oh man, this is rough. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, just like yeah. every other creator out there, it's going to start off. Yeah. I imagine Joe Rogan's first episodes are really bad. Um, yeah. You know, a friend of mine uh, who's become a friend, um, but was was absolutely an inspiration to me at the very beginning with Pat Flynn. His shows yeah. were really bad at the oh, beginning. Yeah. Go listen to mine. They're really terrible. I'm not, I don't know that they're that much better today, but <laughs> I keep on showing up. I keep on trying and I keep on learning new things. Um, Jeremy is, um, how do we calculate ROI from, from our podcast activity? Yeah. So this is one of the, the always been one of the challenges of podcasting. And there's new tools kind of in development that are going to be able to help us track this better as there's things like the equivalent of cookies that, you know, you would use in advertising to be able to track data and stuff like that. Podcasting is still you know, such a fractured medium and there's different players, different hosts, and none of this stuff really talks together. And there's a lot, of, a lot of proprietary things going on where they're intentionally Spotify doesn't want you to have access to all of their data. So there are always probably going to be some challenges here. But uh, the, I think the biggest thing is just to, for me, it's a lot of anecdotal evidence and things like when you, if you have a program or a product that you sell asking, you know, it, whether it's like, how did you hear about us or which of the, the following have you engaged with and have a checkbox and say like, okay, I've listened to the podcast, collecting all that data and getting a lot of that information is really helpful to be able to, to measure that impact. And like, we have a lot of clients where 80% of their clients came through the podcast. And so that's not uncommon with a lot of people who really put a lot of time and energy into their shows and do a great job of them is that they, it, 
it may not get a huge audience, but they get a lot of customers out of that audience. And so I would say that that's one of the big things. You can get into using discount codes and um, you know unique URLs, things like that to send people to. So you can see, okay, somebody who landed on this page could only have come from the podcast because that's the only place I put that out. And, and so you can do some of those things if you're going to get a little bit more technical on the back end of tracking people. Um, but for now, I think that the best the best form of, of measuring that really is anecdotal and through surveys and forums and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so Jeremy, where do you, so there, there, obviously there are podcast production studios out there. Um, what makes you different in, in terms of like, or like, let's say someone has had a conversation with a production studio and like, yeah, I don't know, maybe they hired them for a while. Like what, what, how do you differentiate yourself with counterweight? Yeah, really it's the marketing side of things. And it's, it's one of those things that I stumbled into. I came in from the technical audio production side of things and became curious about marketing a few years ago and really learned everything I could just by studying, you know, how do shows, big shows and small shows alike, how do they grow? What are they doing here? And it's it's interesting that I've had a lot of conversations with people in the podcast industry who just their whole lives are podcasts. And when I tell them that I teach and uh, and do consulting on podcast marketing, they're like, Oh, I've never, t- nobody knows anything about marketing a podcast. Like, the, and I think there's like three people almost of us who are somewhat well known in the podcast space for marketing. And it feels like, how can this be? And, you know, I think that a lot of it's what we were talking about before, where you didn't need to know how to market your show 10 years ago. You just put it out there and you got listeners. And so that encouraged people to be lazy when it came to podcasting and kind of abandon a lot of the marketing fundamentals that you would use on your business or, you know, any other kind of content and just say, well, you know, podcasting, my podcast is my marketing and they're not thinking like, well, I also need to market the podcast. And so I think that, uh, there's just been some kind of laziness or, or, um, inactivity kind of bred into the medium and, and people don't expect that. And so I would say that it's, it's really the, uh, the marketing side of things. And so I have uh, a bunch of, uh, courses and programs. My flagship one is called Podcast Marketing Academy. And that's you know something that we give all our clients access to and walk them through that stuff and um, are really more intentional about helping them grow the shows and giving them the strategy side of things rather than just saying like, you know, here, we're going to produce uh, the podcast. Because like, to be honest, I run a production studio and podcast production is a classic commodity. Like it's not hard to do. If you know your way around audio stuff, you can get it super cheap, uh, a lot of places. And a lot of times, you know, there is, is going to be a, a quality uh, decrease there, but uh, it's really the marketing and the strategy side that is not that many people really know that much about it. Yeah. So, um, are there any besides, um, you know, producing a podcast? Um, when I go to your website, counterweightcreative.co, um, I see you've got an academy here. T- talk about the other ways that you serve audiences or that you serve uh, your clients. Yeah. So really um, in the past year, it's been really shifting heavily into the educational side of things um, as well, which has kind of started as this thing like, okay, I'm going to create all this, these assets for our clients to be able to offer it to them. And then was like, well, might as well offer this to the public as well. And so, um, yeah, I've got a number of courses on, you know, everything from podcast sponsorships to the audio side of things, mm. making sure your audio sounds great, even if you're not, you know, recording in studio, if you're at in your bedroom, like many of us have been throughout the past couple of years. And then really the marketing side of things is where that's what I get most excited about uh, talking about and where I feel like I have the most unique take on things. So um, I'm going to be starting off in the next uh, month or so doing a monthly series of workshops all related to podcast marketing. Uh, so those will be those as a kind of entry level offer. And then there is the, the big podcast marketing Academy, which I run twice a year. Uh, and so that's uh, probably the most fun thing I do. And uh, the thing that that is, is most rewarding to help people like actually grow their shows who have been kind of stuck at a plateau. Mm. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Um, all right. So again, your website, counterweightcreative.co, uh, wh- where would you recommend people go? Like if they're just like, okay, well, all right. This is, Jeremy seems like a nice guy. He seems like pretty knowledgeable. Is there is there a great kind of next step in the relationship for them that you'd recommend? Yeah. So uh, I would say you can go and get in touch with me at counterweightcreative.co, or if you are on uh, Twitter, I'm active there and get, do pretty regular, uh, just quick podcast tips on a almost daily basis. That's at I am Jeremy ends. And uh, I would say that those would be the, the two places you can find my email information there get in touch. Please, please do send me an email, Jeremy at counterweightcreative.co. If you have questions about podcasting, I'm always happy to talk about that stuff and uh, probably have lots of resources. Many of them are, are free or low cost that you uh, might be helpful in getting you to the next step with whatever your podcast, uh, where, wherever it's at. Sounds great. All right. Jeremy Enns, founder, CEO, Counterweight Creative, found on the web at counterweightcreative.co. Jeremy, thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me, Josh. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free, no credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and re-share you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. And we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.